Silence your mind. Clear your thoughts. Relax. This is your space. Let a wave of calm wash over you. Visualize your desired outcome. Embrace success. Now you're ready to make this free throw. Welcome to episode 30 of Wolf's Cast, the show that refuses to panic in November. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the show, Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody listening. You already know. Episode 30, volume 30. Hey, we're all the way up here at 30. We did it. 30 is, uh, you know, I think that's where we kind of said that we wanted to get to. This might be one of the last shows we ever do. 30 is the new 16. I love 30. It's a good round so number. if uh, <laughs> year 30, this is going to be the 30th year of my life I'm living right now. <laughs> it all works out. That's right. It's episode 30 of Wolf's Cast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And if it's your first time, it's okay that you started at episode 30. Yeah, sometimes you got to jump in at number 30 and just go from there. Well, that's that's fine with us. The first that's 29 cool. were warm-up. <laughs> first 29 were all warm-up anyways, just for practice. Yeah, totally. We're back with you this week. Another week of Wolves basketball has concluded. Short week. And we're here. Yeah, we're doing a short week. We realized... For like la- all of you, we got those family obligations. Yep, yep. For the last three weeks... The family business. We have uh, released a show a day earlier than the previous week. Sorry about that. Sorry about the weird schedule. So next week, Tuesday? We're next week. Next week, come out Tuesday, and we'll just keep... We'll lap ourselves we, over and over. We're just on that weird, like, six-day <laughs> release schedule, or it's always one day soon. Yeah, something like that. We'll for now, that's how it has to be. You will, you will get re- more reliable uh, releases later on in the season. But for now, this is how it has to be be it's it's a show that comes out once a week and that day might vary from week to week i'm guessing you're going to be listening to this on your long thanksgiving weekend i love thanksgiving i love holidays that you don't have to worry about religion when you wish people it it's just like happy thanksgiving man happy thanksgiving happy new year's eve happy martin luther king day you know like (laughs) most of some of my favorite holidays you wish it to everybody and uh, so hopefully you're listening to this. Maybe you're listening to it on Black Friday while you're standing in line. Oh, get that I like TV, that get that TV in line. Uh, just we're keeping you warm. Maybe you're listening to this yeah. Thanksgiving night. You're staying over at your parents' place. Ooh. It's a weird bed. You don't get to do your normal pre-bed ritual. So now yeah. you're a little thrown out of sync. So you're just trying to listen to something <laughs> to calm your mind and make you fall asleep in that weird guest room that used to be a room, but now it's a guest room. I like all these scenarios. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can listen could, to us. It could go week. so many ways. But either way, you're listening to us. So Thank you. We, we appreciate, appreciate you. it, you guys. Uh, there's lots of different ways to listen to the show. We hope uh, you are subscribing to the show. We think that's the best way to listen to the show. Uh, all you have to do is download a podcast app. Actually, there's probably one built into your phone, whether it's iOS or Android. You can um, subscribe to our show via iTunes, via whatever app you have. I was just reading about this new podcast app that came out oh? uh, this week, uh, Public Ooh. Radio. People talking about it. Okay. And uh, I didn't download it, though. It sounds like Overcast. That's the official. Like We should get Overcast to pay us. We should be an official Overcast podcast because we yeah. both use Overcast. Uh, that's our app of choice. Voice for podcasts. iOS, yeah. I love listening to us uh, when you bump up the speed one time. Smart speed. Because that intro music really starts to pop. It sounds way better. Same with mailbag. Mailbag. It's mailbag. It's yeah. my mailbag. Yeah, know, we really good. like Overcast. It has a smart speed function that speeds things up without making things sound too weird. 
Um, you know, other reasons to subscribe when we post a show like this week where you're not expecting it. Oh, it's coming out on Wednesday. Usually the show comes out on Thursday, Friday. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when the show comes out. It gets downloaded automatically to your phone. So I've got to remember. I've just got to remember so much shit in my everyday life yeah. that it's good to it's just one not have thing. to remember that. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Twitter feed for yes. all your favorite podcasts. Oh, that's a great way to put it. So subscribe to our show. And also follow awesome. us on Twitter, at Wolfscast. We'd yes, love indeed. to hear from you. Yeah, we, we have tweet a, during the games and stuff like that. So. I, I'm proud of our Twitter output, but we have a very small following. Yeah, that's okay. Just like this podcast itself. If you're listening to this, <laughs> you are some hip Timberwolves people, you know? like You're a cool kid. We wish you weren't so cool. We wish you would tell more people about it. Today on the show, we're going to run through the headlines of the week. Uh, we do have a sponsor, as usual. We're going to review Target Center Food. And uh, you know, then we're going to get to some power rankings. We're going to rank some uh, things that Timberwolves players might be thankful for this year. Our overarching theme today is Thanksgiving, and we're thankful for you, dear listener. Ah, indeed. And then we're going to give away our weekly Wolfies, as usual. Scott, let's dig into the headlines. Let's dig in the week that was. The week that was. Maybe we have like a swishing sound effect. Like yeah, a, I wish we did. A net we... that's swishing, or like I love it when you have a chain net that's yeah. swishing. Those are some. We need to get some basketball drops. I for think. Sure. Let's do the hot. He- let's do say. the headlines and just uh, be. Happy. Alexi, change change his face. Be happy. Enjoy. It. That's me. Yeah, there you go, Ricky. Thank you for enjoy us, it. Getting, thank you for getting started off on the right foot. Uh, Scott, let's break down the week. Uh, got a win on Thursday. Starting on a high um, note against Philadelphia on national TV. Yep. That was cool. That was cool. We were there. We, we were, were in the house. In person. Yeah, it was really uh, it was really fun to see Philadelphia. Really fun to see the Towns Embiid matchup. Although it's sort of. You know, they didn't really It was really a Wiggins game. Yeah, yeah, it was a great Wiggins game. Townsend and B didn't really go head-to-head that often. They didn't really guard each other very much. It'll be more um, interesting next time we see him this season. We'll get to see some Ben Simmons action. Uh, you know, it's kind of yeah. a weird Sixers team. But, hey, we beat them, which congratulations to us. We Got were 1-3 and three against them the past two years oh when they've gosh. been the tanking worst team in the NBA. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it wasn't for – I didn't take it for granted. No. I was telling Neil, the last time we saw a Sixers game live, it was two years ago. We uh, went to the game. He doesn't even remember this. I blocked which it Which speaks to his <laughs> mental, like, defense. You know, he's got a strong brain that, like, blocks out all the traumatic shit. But, yeah. like, it made me hate basketball for about a week. I, like, stopped liking basketball. Basketball, Ugh. all basketball for about a week after watching it. So uh, good to get a win. It was a fun game to go to, especially because we were on the upside. You guys yep. see a little bit of everything in that game. You guys see the Zach Levine highlight, tip dunk on the free throw, rebound. Oh. You get to see the illegal uh, maybe. Sports Center <laughs> number one play of the night, which was Carl Anthony Towns juking and beat out of his shoes and then dunking on some other fool. Oh, pump fake into the closeout. Yeah. And the great. entire time, the real superstar was our boy Andrew Wiggins growing into his own one A to Andrew I mean to Carl Anthony Towns one B. He's yes. A one steak sauce. We'll take Andrew both. Wiggins. Yeah, we'll take them both. We got we got we got a one A, we got a one B. We don't gotta pick. Sometimes they change. Sometimes they change spots. Who's the one A and who's the one B? Do you, you want know? peanut butter or you want chocolate well you can have them both either they're really yeah. good when you mix them up Reese's yeah. pieces it was also a game where uh tom thibodeau you know might have played his guys too many minutes it was a it was, a very, it was kind of the first well, it was kind of the first game where it was very blatant and where like fans and twitter really noticed it i think well, the wolves have it. yeah i think the wolves have lots of guys who are up there in minutes i think uh, i don't have the stats in front of me but they have a couple of guys who are in the top 15 in minutes in the league but this was the first night where it's like of the, the Wolves were up 25 or more, and they're keeping their guys in until the very end. <laughs> of the 15 players in the league who play the most minutes, three of them are Timberwolves. Zach Levine, Carl Anthony there Towns, right Andrew there. Wiggins. Right Andrew there. Wiggins, number eight on the list of minutes played the last time I've checked, or oh, minutes yeah. per game. 
Not minutes played because some teams have more games than us. But minutes per game, Andrew Wiggins number eight on the list right now. Um, yeah, we were up by 30 at points <laughs> against a Sixers game, and we left hey. in almost all of our starting lineup in the fourth. Uh, this is something we should talk about, though, because I have fans, just casual fans, like tonight at Trivia. You shall come to Trivia at Darby's. Uh, tonight at Trivia, I have some people here. I was in a Wolves podcast, and they're like, all right, uh, are you ready to ditch Thibodeau yet? Or they're oh, like, are you? Uh, I've been hearing he's playing these guys too many minutes. So it's something that, like, even, you know, cash fans know about. Gosh. And this is the thing about the Sixers game, though. It's just like out of context, you look at each of just the minutes played and it's bad. Yep. But like the Sixers game, it really seemed like like in the fourth quarter, Thibs threw all of his starters out there with Chris Dunn. And it felt like a way to get like Dunn some reps with the starting lineup. That's a good point. Yeah, it really fine. felt like that because it was basically all four starters except Ricky and Dunn in there. And it was just it felt like, uh, you know, practice time to get some in-game reps. Um, you know, maybe we shouldn't be. Spending the NBA minutes, driving up Wiggins' minute counter, you know. But, like, if Thibodeau's like, man, this is a little bit better than practice. I'll give him some rest in practice. You know, it's so hard to tell, you know, how this all works out. Um, so, yes, they are playing way too many minutes right now. But they're young. It's a short sample size. Um, there's been injuries. Like, maybe once Tibbs can trust his bench, he'll stop playing the guy so much, you know. But it just seems like Shabazz has been such a black hole that he has to play Wiggins every minute because who's going to eat Wiggins' minutes? No one. The bench isn't good, and also the Wolves bench hardly have any wins on the season. So it's not like they have, they're above 500 and they're playing their guys strangely too many minutes. It's like, no, they are a below 500 team. They're 4-9 and nine in the year. And this is one of the only, you know, big wins we've had. So, I mean, yes, it is kind of weird, but it's also not like a trend or anything yet. Even though, yeah. yes, he has been playing his guys lots of minutes. Like we said, top three uh, in the top 15, uh, or we have three Wolves in the top 15. But it, uh, it's a sign that, I mean, Thibodeau clearly doesn't trust the bench. Yeah. Whenever the and game might get away from us, he, he has to put yet. Wiggins back in. Yeah. Like, Wiggins is his comfort blanket, yeah. you know? Totally. He's Linus. He's got that security blanket, and his name is Andrew Wiggins. All right. Somebody draw Tom Thibodeau doing the Snoopy dance, please. Um, but we'll see. He's got to trust his backup guys a little bit more, and it's not a problem yet. Check back in a month, you know? Like, it's a little too early to be worried about minutes right now. Following the win against Philadelphia, the Wolves went to Memphis and lost a game. Let's out not there. talk about it. Let's just Scott, be done. Let's just be done. Was Let's, the, wait, wait, real hey, quick. everybody. Thanks for listening to Wolves Cast. It's been this a great a week. We'll see you all next week. Yeah. And uh, until then, play it cool. It's been great seeing you. Bye. Oh, no. Just kidding. Scott, was this the worst game of the season? Easily. Easily, hands down, worst <laughs> game of the season. I deleted it so fast off my DVR. It was one of those things where it was just like, I don't remember why I watch this game again I, while watching the game I was like this is one of those games that you don't watch the game tape for Thibodeau calls everyone in and just like makes a show of like tearing up the game tape or like dragging it to the recycle uh. bin or deleting it in front of everyone and being like there was nothing good about that uh. game let's just cut our losses there's nothing we can learn from that we were just that terrible. So many guys scored, you know, well, so many guys had like their worst game of the year. And I, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised they got to 70 points in that game. The Grizzlies Shocked. straight up locked us down. Uh, wow. They kind of let us have it at the end, though. Oof. You know, we get put in the bench scrubs. That was hard. That was Oof. hard to watch. Memphis playing well right now. They're, they're like nine and five. They're they're, they're a good one of the best right teams now. in the West right now. Yeah. So, so. On, on one hand, it's it's always hard to watch a game like that. But on the other hand, at least it wasn't necessarily a game we had to win or whatever. But that was like that wasn't like this team is so good that we played bad. This was like 
we played so poorly, it doesn't matter what team played us or how they played. Like, we could have gone up against any team and we would have lost because we were just missing every single shot. Like, every single shot we took seemed to go in and out. Didn't matter if it was three, wide open, right at the rim. Like, it didn't matter the distance from the hoop or how many people were guarding us. Like, every shot rimmed out. It was... Uh, I mean, we've all had shooting moments. If you like to go to a gym and just shoot by yourself for a while, like I think most of us do, uh, <laughs> you've had moments like this where you miss like 20 shots in a row and you're like, what the heck? Uh, it was just like that for a whole entire game. And then finally we had uh, on... Hey, um, can we make a deal never to speak about that game again? We're not going to anymore. 81 game season. Yeah, 81 game season. And then Monday night, uh, the loss against Boston back home. Uh, here at Target Center. Another game we were in attendance for. We were at every home game in the yeah, past Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit here. But uh, notes from the game. Uh, be- be- better game. You know, again, this sort of followed the trend of the Wolves play well for most of the game. Uh, this was not a bad third quarter game. It was a decent third quarter game. It was more of a bad fourth bad, quarter bad game. Bad second half game. Bad second half, uh, bad fourth quarter. The, the Celtics went on a 17-0 run in the fourth quarter. That kind That's of what did I said us last in. week's pot. It's the, it's the runs. It's not like the Ooh. quarter. It's just like once the other team gets on a run, yeah, we can't stop it. Yeah. And I think some of this problem is watching these Wolves team – in the first half, we get up big because we're making our shots. Our jump shots are falling. Levine, Wiggins hitting some threes. Maybe Cat hits a three. Cat's hitting his lawn twos. Gorgie's hitting yeah. the lawn twos. Yeah. Andrew's hitting the lawn twos. Shots are falling. But then when our jump shots stop falling, we keep taking more jump shots. And I think that something we used to do better last year was get to the rim. And this year, we mm. seem to be settling on those jump shots. I know for sure. I, and these are one of those things where I could have looked up the stats to back this. I could have looked up the stop, shot distribution chart for Cat last year versus yeah. this year. But facts don't matter. We're living in a post-truth age. Donald <laughs> Trump is our president. Yeah. Uh, so who cares about facts? It seems like Cat's taken a lot less of his shots at the rim this year. Fewer post-ups. Yeah. I feel like we're seeing a lot more jumpers, a lot more quick releases, because he now has the green light to take threes and long twos like that, and he's not punishing his body and going in. I can't blame him. I don't want to punish my body, but it just seemed like last year we saw a lot of post moves, Cat, and we're like, wow, Cat's so good out of the post. Can you think of two, like two plays he made out of the post that were like highlight-worthy this season so far? Right, yeah, you know? you're right. You're totally right. He is shooting more from outside. I think he, you know, I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe, you know, he... he he is, you know, what what makes Cat great is he is an all-around player. He is a, you know, you know, a guard with a 7-footer's body, you know, that kind of thing. So he he's got these moves and it's funny cuz like the highlight from the Boston game was the first bucket of the whole game. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns kind of crossing up, putting mm. it behind his back, mm. hitting like the 20-footer. That's great, but it, it's it gets not, him so it gets him so hyped. To you, he just wants to take more. It's not an amazing shot. It's sort of like what Wiggins did when he came into the league. He had that step back J that looked cool and made everyone go, "Oh, he stepped back yeah. out of." But it's like, like it's not a high efficiency shot. No, you're adding the degree of difficulty. Yeah, to, like, it's one thing like if that. you make it, that's fine. But yeah, you'd like to see more of a paint mix in there for for Cat, and it's just it's not really there yet. And that's why we get on these 10-0, 12-0, 14-0 runs is that we keep coming down, and we're like, we're really happy just taking this lawn too oh it didn't go in oh we're really happy taking this jumper didn't go in oh i got this zach levine's like i got it this time you know what's going to really turn this tide of this 9-0 run a three-pointer from me zach levine and he's gonna miss it you know and so it's like yeah. it just seems like during these zach. runs like their offensive possessions last you know a while and then our offensive possessions last about five seconds as we pass Quick. it once to an open shooter and then he just takes a jump shot and I'm just saying, like, when the shots stop falling, we need to get into the rim. 
Uh, Andrew Wiggins is shooting monstrously better from the three-point line. He's shooting significantly better on the lawn twos, shooting worse at the rim right now. Uh, small sample size theater. Yeah. He's getting fouled hard. And when a small sample size, like this few games, like maybe those misses were fouls that weren't called. Sure. You know, so it's kind of, uh, you can't trust those numbers, but it is indicative of our problems at the rim this season. We're not, even Gorgie's not scoring at the rim, you know? Like, yeah, they definitely need those easy shots. It's one thing in the first quarter, but again, the second half, they need to get to the hoop. They need to get to the free throw line. It's just not happening. And that's what I see during these runs. It's just like quick shots. Oh, uh, and then it's like, you know, we never get the offensive rebound especially against like Celtics were a great rebounding team Memphis killed us on the boards yeah and so it's just like when we take these quick shots if we don't get the rebound then it's just a one and done one and done one and done yeah and so like we come down take a quick shot they get the board and they come down you know and so it's just like it just is uh in football they call it time of possession like yeah. if the other team has the ball the entire time your that. defense gets really tired because your defense has been on the field the entire time right where it's like kind of the same thing we're like we have a we don't have the ball in our hands very much because we take quick shots and then they're working through their sets on offense and we're playing on defense the entire time it's wearing us down we gotta you know that's why runs are happening and that's the main problem it's like right now it's like yeah a lot of runs have happened in the third a lot of runs have happened in the second half but basically it's that runs happen and we don't get we can't get our way out of it because we keep shooting jumpers Totally. And, you know, 13 games into the season and, you know, it's definitely, you know, third quarter has been something that a lot of people talked about um, in the first couple of weeks here. But really, it's become a tale of two halves for the Wolves. Uh, Alan Horton had a great uh, tweet uh, just today at Wolves Radio for him. Um, you know, some stats um, for the first and second half. In the first half, the offensive rating um, for the Wolves, 122. That's number one in the league. Their defensive rating, 99.6. That's number five in the league. And the net rating between those two, 22.4. That's good for first in the league as well. So the first half, stellar for the Wolves. Then we get to the second half. Their offensive rating plummets to 93.1. That's last in the league. Their defensive rating goes way up to 111.4. That's last in the league. And that net rating also last in the league. So really, it's become a tale of two Our halves. Our net rating so. goes from plus 22 to minus 18. Crazy. Quite a swing. Crazy. And um, that, to me, is weird because it's that, to me, that's almost, I, I think we mostly blame it on troubling. the youth. We blame it on the youth of the team. But to me, typically, that's something that you blame on the coach. But nobody wants to touch Thibodeau at this point in the season. No one wants to right. point the blame on early. this guy. It's too early for well, that. I don't know. Some that's people, something that sort of Some look people at. Like trivia. Are you ready to dump Tibbs? Yeah, hey, there you go. Some people are ready to dump uh, and put uh, it on the coach. No, that is ridiculous. But this nah. might be, I don't nah. know. It's Systems me, take time to implement. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm not too worried. But that is something to me, like not being ready coming out of the half. Like, is it, clearly that's a problem here. And, and sheesh. You know what's know. disturbing to me is like, Reminds me of the last love season. But in that, it means that, I mean that (laughs) to do well in the first half and then get your butt smashed in in the second half means you're a bad team because teams don't try hard in the first half. Like that's the MO of the NBA. If people complain about the NBA regular season, they say, well, they only try hard during the last 10 minutes of the only fourth, the fourth quarter. quarter matters, only the yeah. fourth quarter matters. Yeah. If that's true, then we're one of the worst teams in the league because yep. we can pat ourselves on the back and say, hey, you know what? We're a pretty good first half team. If you look at our offensive defensive rating and just yeah. take out the win-loss record, we're actually average or above. But like the truth is that like t- NBA teams don't try hard until the fourth. And once the NBA teams are trying hard, we start losing. And so maybe teams are taking it easy on us. They're coming out and doing the spar thing for the yep. first half. And then we go up big. And then they're like, okay, well, now we know what it takes to win. Let's just outperform them. So maybe we're a really bad team. Like, that's the thing. Is like, I would feel better if we got to huge deficits in the first half and then made it up. 
and had the same record, then if we're just like coasting until other teams try hard and yeah. then we lose, because it's like, oh man, they're trying. Uh, you know, gotta clean up that second half. It's gotta, disturbing. Gotta, to gotta me. figure out how to end uh, end these games. That's something to monitor. I was excited about the Celtics game because they beat us in the first quarter and they had a good first half against us, and I was like, finally, we'll save our yes. better half for the second half. And nope. Not at all. Yeah, the so, Wolves were up ten going into the halftime. Had a nice little run to end up the half, and yeah, and maybe that's kept like it the tight thing. through the third quarter, and then yeah, like the last few minutes of the third and the beginning of the fourth was that seventeen zero run. Maybe we're a Killer. bad team. Maybe we're a bad team. We'll see. We can't win fourth quarters. We'll see. Uh, Scott we went to like you mentioned. We went to um, some games this week at Target Two Center. Three. Two of the three. Went to uh, yeah. We did not go to Memphis. My first Wolves game of the season. <laughs> My two first Wolves games. What are some impressions of seeing the seeing the team live? Um, a lot of fun as always. Mm-hmm. Live basketball, you guys. If you haven't been, please. Yeah, even when the team. I mean, I hate, I hate to, they win. I hate to pull rank like that in the sense because like you know we got fans. Actually, I don't know if we got fans outside of the Twin Cities area. But, you know, like when we, we grew up in Farmington, we couldn't always go see games and stuff. And so it was like, oh, you have to see f- games. It's really the best when you see it in person. It's like, shut up with your elitist mouth. I can't go to games. You're trying to tell me my I don't really experience basketball. You know, how how stuck up are you? So I don't want to say that. But basketball is such a good sport to see live. Probably the best sport to see live, I think. Like baseball is better on TV at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, football is better when you've DVR'd it and you can fast forward. <laughs> so much dead time in football. Yeah, so much dead, dead time. Kind of the same with baseball, too. I like fast forwarding between pitches sometimes. Yeah. Um, but basketball is such a great game to see in person. Really fun. Um, you know, Timberwolves have got some good packages this season. If you can't go to a game, so yeah. fun. So we love seeing live basketball. We have for being back. Love the new scoreboard. New scoreboard's great. I don't know. I felt like the overall experience was more or less the same. Yeah, um, for, the, for now. We sat lower deck. Um, yep. The scoreboard is a game changer for the top level. The new sound system is a game changer for the top level. We were fortunate enough to sit in the lower level for both these, so we kept our eyes on the court, not on the jumbotron. <laughs> and from that perspective, the game was about the same. There was didn't seem to like be yeah. like a whole lot of new entertainment things going on. Same old crunch bits, him chasing a turkey around, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, same production. Same the production. Part. There didn't seem to be any yeah. new, like, crazy things going on, like scoreboard races. Where did the Mario Kart parody go? Come oh, on. Yeah. Bring that back. We All need right. some more of those. I don't know if I'll bring it back. <laughs> uh, so, you know, pretty much the same game experience, um, except that the whole place is ripped to shreds right now. Yeah. Tons of construction. Yeah, lots of barricades, lots of don't go in this door. Yeah, good luck trying of, to figure uh, out how to get in. Yeah, the main lobby's closed, the Hubert's Corner's closed. Uh, they have some additional uh, um, entrances along First Avenue you can get into, so think about that when you're going to the games. You but, like walk up the exit stairways yeah. and like, get in on the concourse. Yeah, a lot of their main upgrades are happening during this season and then into the summer of 2017, so... You know, I think we'll have more of a visually transformed Target Center come next season. But yeah, that, that scoreboard is such a strong sale pitch. Come to the Timberwolves next year; we'll be ready next year. Or the come year to the Target after that. Center; it'll be a good or experience the year next after year. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we'll get into that later. Um, here's my question, Neil. Yeah. Are we having fun with the overall season? Just like yeah, this Timberwolves season. Are you having fun? It's always stressful to lose, to lose games, to lose more games than you're winning. It wasn't uh, stressful last March. We were just saying we lose a game. We said, well, we're already locked in for that pit. Yeah, exactly. It's, it wasn't stressful at all back yeah, then. Yeah, it is different this year to have the feeling of expectation kind of weighing on us as well. Not that everyone necessarily thinks the Wolves will make the playoffs, but that's our best case scenario that the Timberwolves squeeze into the playoffs somehow, win maybe you know 45 games, 43 games, something like that, and get into the playoffs. 
But I'm still having fun. I mean, it's still early. It's still November. It's going to be okay. I mean, even if they don't make the playoffs, it's still going to be okay. I still like what I'm seeing from the team uh, on a big picture level. Obviously, there's lots of, uh, like we just mentioned, second half issues that correct right now. But overall, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think Andrew Wiggins, although he's had two bad games in a row as far as scoring goes. Um, the you know, thing is, they're keying in on him. These last two games, yeah, they've been like, wow, Wiggins, 47 points, Wiggins, 35 points. Let's send doubles every time, and Wiggins is not, as of now, the team hasn't been playing well enough, but like Wiggins will either pass out of the double and then nothing will come out of it, or like he'll shoot over it and nothing will happen, but like the defenses have definitely changed already to Wiggins, and he hasn't adapted yet, they but he will. double both Towns and Wiggins, so I think they'll work it out in time. Hopefully that's sooner than later, though. Yeah, but, well, it's the adjustment period right now, but we already saw a scouting report shift of the Philadelphia game. Obviously, the Memphis yeah. game and the... Um, you know, Boston game. They were clearly like, I mean, this is uh, what was it? The game. Uh, there was a Towns game earlier this season where Jim Pete said on the broadcast, he was like, "Oh, uh, we asked the coach. Maybe it was Orlando. We asked the coach coming in, like, was it what's it like to game plan against Carl Anthony Towns? You know, and they're like, well, actually, our bigger threats are Wiggins and Levine on offense. Uh-huh. And Towns heard that and was like, oh, I'll show yeah. you. And then he went <laughs> off. You know. <laughs> So, uh, you know, maybe it's like that a little bit. Um, I think I'm having fun. That's good. You know, the thing is, like... It's uh, still fun, even though it's not, lo- even though it's not winning. I'm having fun. I'm upset when we lose games because it's different now. It's not like I'm upset because we need to meet, get these games to go to the playoffs. It's not like that. I'm upset because I think we're better than some of these teams. Yeah. Like, I just am angry when we lose to a team I think we're better than because I'm like... Should have that one. We that's should one have we that should one. Have. And that's a new thing. Uh, there was not a game over the past two seasons that I thought we should have. You know? <laughs> like, well, I hope. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I it was like, look too bad. People, I hope we don't turn the ball over 20 times. People would ask me at work. They're like, oh, Scott, you're a big Timberwolves fan. I see they're playing the Clippers tonight. What are the expectations? I'm like, like nah. Uh, they're not winning. That's <laughs> yeah. the Keep it close to the third. Right, yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm expecting to see like Wiggins dunk. I'm uh, telling him, like, I expect to see a couple cool passes, <laughs> something like that. I expect to see a technical foul, you know, yeah. So, uh, and it's it's a different uh, framework of rooting that I'm still getting used to because we're bandwagon fans of one of the yeah. worst teams in sports history. So, uh, you know, we're used to the failure. It's weird for us. We, we just like the young Timberwolves, are learning how to be fans for this. Up, up and down roster. Yeah, that's right. All right, tweet at us uh, at WolvesCast. Let us know how you're feeling. Are you having fun with all this? The new feelings of being a team with expectation. Right. Um, uh, Scott, let's play some Bills. Sponsor time. Yeah. Sponsor time right now, you guys. We Today. know what week it is. Turkey Day, Turkey Week. That's right. One Today. of the biggest family weeks of the year. Today, we have a sponsor. Our sponsor today is the Ricky Rubio Conversation. That's right. It is an advocacy group who wants to make sure that you get your Thanksgiving conversation, dinner table conversation right. We all have etiquette issues when you get together with your family. You love them. You can't leave them. They're your family. So they can have some really opposite views, and you still have to hang out with them. Most of the people in our life, we can make our little bubble. We don't have to hang out with people who disagree with us. I don't hang out with people who don't like Ricky Rubio because I can do that with my bubble. But... At family gatherings, you're stuck with them. Our so families. if they come in just shooting straight fire, hot takes about Ricky can't shoot, can't score, oh. can't do nothing. I still hear that. I see Ricky Rubio highlights at bars and people go, that's the first good move he's ever done <laughs> his whole career. So the hate is real. All right. There's going to be mad ignorance at the Thanksgiving table. We have family members. You have family members who are from all over the place. 
nobody knows where they're from nobody knows where who 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 they like who they don't like they might have views about ricky rubio that you need to have things to come back at them and and talk about so scott Let's set up a situation here where maybe maybe I don't know that much about Ricky Rubio. Maybe I don't watch the games. And I come in and I say, yo, his jump shot's broken. The Wolves need a scoring guard. Let's get rid of this guy. What would you say to that? Here's something I wouldn't say. Don't come up with the numbers. Don't be dropping real plus minus numbers. Shooting percentage. It's like trying to bring facts to a debate with your uncle about Trump. Well, what do you say to somebody? He's says, like, facts don't matter. We live in the post-facts age. It's the post-truth age, as listen, we just talked. The Ricky Rubio conversation this is, is what nice I would enough say. to sponsor this show. What, what, what would you say to someone? First up, what you just asked me, I would say, we got a bunch of scorers on this team. Oh. There's only so many shots on this team. Only one ball? To pass around. There's only one ball. <laughs> And all these, you know, Levine needs his shots. Wiggins needs his shots. Towns needs his shots. Yeah. Someone has to sacrifice. I would also say, are we talking offense? You're talking scoring. Oh, Do you yeah. know that when Ricky plays, our scoring is off the charts? Do you know that when Ricky's on the floor, our offense is bananas? Ooh, I like that. When he sits, it's bad. Also, another tip I like to bring up is that there are two sides to the basketball court. The offensive side and the defensive side. They're both equal. There's not, you know, I know if you're playing fantasy, maybe one side's heavily weighted towards the offense. Nah. Ricky going to get you those steals. There's a defensive side of the ball, and Ricky is one of the best defenders in the league. Uh, so that's something definitely you need to address with your family What members. you should do when you're pointing this out is be like, Ricky's one of the best defenders in the league. He'll take balls away from opposing point guards just like I stole this chicken off your plate. <laughs> Yoink. And then you look down and you're holding up the, you're holding up that chicken. Or turkey, because it's Thanksgiving we're talking about. That's so, right. That's right. That's right. So thank you so much to the Ricky Rubio Conversation for sponsoring today's podcast. It's going to be awkward, but stay true to Ricky and stay true to yourself. <laughs> and you're going to get through this holiday. Thanks, everybody. All right, next up, we got something really special. I haven't done this yet this season. Neil, hit me with it. Welcome to tonight's game featuring your Minnesota Timberwolves versus the bad guys. But first, it's time for Target Center Food Review. Mmm, mmm, tasty. Feels good to be back in the food review game. That's right. It's uh, a tasty good time. You know, that intro might be a little dated now, Neil, that we have a sound system. It sounds like you're using, like, a high school <laughs> PA sound system there, which would have been cool, like, a year ago when we had the worst sound system in the NBA, but it's pretty nice now. They're even playing new music. I've heard two different songs from the new Tribe album that uh, were being played. Both, uh, you know, uh, the space one and we the people were being played. So yeah, they are playing some new music ops with some new jams, some new uh, some new beats up in Target Center. But yes, DJ Mad Mardigan, DJ Mad M. Yes, but we are back with some um, with some food to review. The Timberwolves do have some new dishes at Target Center. Not nearly the offering that they had last year as far as new. Uh, concourse food. They have goes. like half the concession stand space. You know, like yes. they're not going to introduce a bunch of great new concession stands when, like, basically they're all like boarded up. Like a lot of construction yeah. going on in the concourses. I can understand why. You know, I bet you next year will be another overhaul of the menu where it's like, come check out our brand new concourses. We Indeed. got a space just for hot dish. I expect or whatever, that. You know? I expect that they did hire a brand new chef. And a brand new menu for the suite level this year. They do have a remodeled suite level that's ready to go for this year's. I saw that. The chef that they hired is the guy who does faces in St. Paul. Oh. 
And, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. That's a restaurant? It's a restaurant that's in the building that my wife, Meg, works Okay, cool. Meg, yes. shout out to Meg. Actually, she doesn't work there. Today was her okay. last day at that job. All right. So I'll never Moving have to on. see faces again. Faces. They're remodeling. But um, yeah, so I think here's there will the thing be I'm new excited food next year. Next Let's year. talk about, because maybe Target Center will start to look like Target Field. Target yeah. Field, for the terrible product they put on the field. Like, there's two different sides of this business. I understand. One side does baseball stuff. One side does come to the ballpark stuff. The side that does yeah. come to the ballpark stuff is crushing Killing it. Killing it. Because it's so much fun to go to Target Field. New food every year. And such great spots, like the Butcher and the Boar spot. And yep. Target Center does have a Butcher and the Boar uh, worst that you can get. Okay. Cheddar worst, yep. I believe. You're um, always telling me about new food that's at Target Field that I've yeah. not heard of before. They do a great job of finding local places. Uh, really, lots of different... Uh, you know, uh, flavors. There's a lot of uh, diversity in the food different, you can get different there. Different cuisine. They got the Andrew Zimmern Canteen. I'm sure, I bet you Andrew Zimmern's going to open a Target Let's Center go. place. I'm I, in. I see that happening. Um, I'm in. So this is one of my favorite Target Field foods. It's number two or number one, depending on the day you catch me. It's either the butcher and the boar rib tips or the hot Indian foods. They have like a chicken tikka masala bowl at Yum. Target Field. That's so good. Um, hot Indian foods has made its way into the Target Center. Okay. I couldn't be more excited. They are so <laughs> tasty. It's so good. It's just an intro offering. Yep. Maybe a little test case. A little appetizer, I'm maybe. looking forward to seeing them expand their menu next year because they're so delicious. But what, what do we eat this week? We have the hot Indian indie fries. Okay. They're an Indian seasoned russet and sweet potato fries in a crispy batter served with mango pickle aioli. Scott, don't you mean frites? Frites. You're right. <laughs> I mean, there's... No, I just glossed over it recently. There's two it's different frites. kinds of it's potatoes. Called, there's fries and there's frites. It's frites. Yeah, so... That, definitely that, frites. Definitely a frite on this one. Although, I don't know. To me, a frite is more like a thin, more like, you know, shoestring kind of like fry situation. A frite to me is a little thinner. Whereas this was mm. plenty thick. This was a straight fry yeah. experience. This is crispy like a frite would be, though, yeah. I think. Yeah, totally. Maybe frites just a different language for the word fry. We I had, don't know. We, we didn't do our research on this either. We had the frites. I can't remember how much it was. Sorry. I, I think, think it was it, six bucks. I think, I think it, was it was six dollars. You get a basket of frites up. and a little uh, mango aioli. Mango yeah. pickle yeah, aioli. Yeah, we shared them. You know, it's not like a heap. It's not like a it's not like a bucket of fries, but it's definitely a shareable item for sure. We you shared know. them, and we also shared them with Kyla. Shouts to Kyla. Yeah, yeah. Kyla, our friend, friend of the One show. One of our most Kyla, loyal listeners. Loyal listener, Kyla, was at the show at the um, at the game against the Celtics, and we um, had some fries together, some frites together. Um, it was a nice time. Scott, let's get into some of our thoughts. What what what, what did we like about the frites, uh, the indie frites? I like that they were a really satisfying fry eating experience. Yeah. And it seems weird to say. They're well done. But like, you know, we've talked of we've done food reviews. You've you've been here for our food reviews. We pros. You know, you get one of those burgers, one of those breakfast burgers, and they come in this huge bucket of fries. Yes. A and bed. you've never heard us talk about these yeah. fries because they're terrible. <laughs> Actually, I think last year we talked a few a few times about the ones that give you tots instead I like of fries. Because like the tots are way better. Yeah. Target center fries are trash. Yeah. They are just like Standard bland fare. starch where it's yeah. basically just if you don't have condiments, you don't eat the fries. Um, I always go to the same condiment stand that is by the place where they sell the chicken wings because okay. usually the condiments are just ketchup and mustard. But this one has like mayo and barbecue sauce and like buffalo sauce. What section? Uh, it's the <laughs> your guys know the it's, section. It's around one twenty four because okay. it used to be where our, our tickets used to be. Got where it, it's kind of like where the T Wolves arm used to be on the corner, kind of. Yep. And so you can get way better condiments, but I would have to go there every time I got fries because they got the barbecue. They got the they fries got are the so ranch. so bland. They yeah. are literally the blandest fly, fries in the world. 
You're just eating starch. Okay, so we, these are these, these are definitely are real fries. These are a step up from the normal Target Center fries that you're going to get. That's for sure. They're definitely very crispy, very well done without being burnt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a nice pocket in there. I think that most people want their fries. They don't want too much potato, kind of soft taste, but you don't want like a fry, like super, like you know, this has been in there a couple minutes too long. Definitely crispy without being overdone. It was I would good. Say. They had like the crispy skin that you yes. want, and they had the tender fry underneath, yep. and. There wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like one was, it wasn't like a loose skin coming off the tender. You know, it was like, they, they went together well. It was, yes. it was very well cooked. They and reminded us of Arby's. It, they are kind of like the Arby's curly fries. And uh, they're maybe a little bit better, but we figured that was the closest like shorthand we, yeah. could, we could equate them to. Yeah, as far and as we, the, we are yeah. both pro Arby's curly fries. We love some Arby's. We love some Arby's. They're not curly like five. Arby's curly fries, but they're just kind of the, the, the crispy sort of like texture that you get with them reminded us of Arby's. Yeah, they got a little crisp on it. The, be, the best part of this dish was the aioli. The aioli was so That's good. That's the star of the show here. Um, I should have taken notes. I should have taken notes because the flavor pro- profile was complex. I got a lot. Of I didn't realize until I, I read it here that it was a mango pickle. Right. It, it almost was more like a. I don't know that I would say that. Peanut buttery kind yeah. of like. There's yeah. kind of a dank taste on it. Yeah. Um, and I use dank in the best terms, everybody. So <laughs> we um, love a dank. I was a big fan of it. I would uh, if I felt like getting fries in the future. Like, yeah. Let me tell you, I'm married to a woman who likes fries. And so if she was like, let's get some fries, I wouldn't go and get just a normal bucket. Even though you're paying $6 for like a, you know, it's one of those, uh, what would you call that little boat you get it in? It's like, it's not like a bucket of fries. It's it's much more like one of those little, little appetizer, the little thing you would get your hot dog in or whatever, those, yeah. uh, the serving yeah. tray. Like so it's not a ton, but like I would rather have a little bit of great fries and then a ton of terrible fries. Yeah, you don't want a big bucket of, of, of trash fries. The, this is where you want to go. If you're getting fries at Target Center, definitely check out the hot Indian indie fries. The only thing I have a problem with really is the name. Why do they got to say Indian Indy? Yeah, like, it's, that's, it's the it's same true. thing. true. I had the same problem. It's like a redundant situation here. Indian yeah. Indy? What? Just say one of, one or the other. Like hot indie fry frites hey. or hot Indian frites? Either hot, one. Hot Indian crispy frites. There Doesn't it is. that sound oh, good? They should Doesn't add crispy in there. Crispy. They, they should add crispy in there. You're People right. People want that crisp. All, All right. right. So try it out, I would say. It's definitely like $6 is one of those price ranges where it's like Great price. You're, try, you're either buying that or Skittles because yeah. they charge you like that much for Skittles. <laughs> you know, it's like it's not yeah. the range. Like I talked about last year how the three price ranges are like this is a snack. It's not a full meal. Yeah. Then there's like you're buying like a hot dog or something separately that's like kind of more of like an entree but without the sides. And then you get it to like the $14 range where you're buying Ooh. a burger that comes in a bucket of fries or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So this is for the low end, which is, uh, you know, $6. I like that. I know it's not super low end. It's not like buying no. a dollar of no. fries at McDonald's or still, something. But still arena fair. Give it a shot. I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it. You should give it a shot. All right, that does it for Target Center Food Review. Up next, we have Power Rankings. Power. 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 Some of our most underrated theme music, Neil. <laughs> I'm glad you like power ranking. Do you guys know that Neil's in a band? <laughs> Cuckoo Kangaroo? You guys make beats for a living? Check it okay. out. Okay, that's cool. Um, power rankings. Good to have power rankings back. I had a 
summer lawn power ranking I was doing, but oh. I don't know where to present it. It's okay. just not topical now. It's the Wolves thing or no? Yeah, it's uh, Timberwolves players throwing first pitches at the Twins games because every <laughs> new Wolves player has to throw a first pitch at the Twins games. Yeah. So Tim, from Tim's like did it. KG did it, yeah. Tyus did it, Tibbs yeah. did it, Dunn did it, Ricky's done it, Levine's done it, Wiggins has done it. Yeah, exactly. So I've got a power rankings of all the first pitch. and uh, Someday we'll do it. Yeah. Someday we'll drop it on the show. Maybe next summer we can do it or something, but it's uh, it's it could be a good video feature too because oh, I got yeah. video. I got, got a video of everyone. Almost so. you need the video. Yeah. Otherwise, it's us describing a pitch to you. Uh, power rankings today. Things Wolves players are thankful for. We're just going to rank them down. We're, we're going to rank them down. We're going to rank them up. Thanksgiving. Um, I'm thankful for Neil, who yeah. is a good brother most of the time. Thank uh, you. Now that we're adults. Thank uh, you very maybe much. Maybe when we were younger, not as much. Yeah. I still love his music and a lot of his clothes, though. Oh. So thankful for Neil. Thankful for Caroline, who doesn't do pods, but is also our That's sister. That's our sister. Yeah. Thankful, thankful for family. For the, thankful for the Timberwolves and living in an NBA city. Yeah. That's one of the things that like Trump being elected president has made me thankful for, because it's like, I've always been like, okay, let's move out of here. But where could I go? My two requirements is any city I move to has to have an NBA team. Yes. And an American League baseball team. Ooh. So that means... Both. Toronto, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Toronto, here I come. Oh, so, Well, I'm thankful um, for you too, Scott. Thanks for being my brother. I'm also thankful for Tom Thibodeau bringing some respectability to this franchise that we love. Hell yeah. Thankful for... All of our fans who are listening. Oh, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. All but, right. But what are the Timberwolves players right. and coaches thankful for? We're going to start with number six right now. We have the top six uh, power rankings, uh, things Wolves players are thankful for. Number six, uh, Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine are thankful for Call of Duty, the video game. They're just, you know, I remember when I was 21, I wasn't used to drinking and much more like, unlike Zach and Levine. Uh, I mean, Zach, Zach and, and Levine, Wiggins, Zach, yeah. Zach and Wiggins, <laughs> is that I was broke when I turned 21. Straight it was like broke. I could go to bars or anything. Like, if I was lucky, I could afford a little alcohol on the weekends, yeah. get like a, you know, uh, Ham's, you know, beer back or something, <laughs> like some really bad beer, you yeah. know? And so, the Ham special. Uh, you know, I was always thankful when I was that age to have stuff to do. Like, Wiggins and Levine aren't going out. They don't know how to go out every night like NBA players do. They shouldn't do. go out every night. I hope they Smith. don't. Yeah. And so, uh, we know these guys are crazy video game players. <laughs> yep. Wiggins, Levine, Towns, they all have Twitch channels where you can watch them play video games. They've all uh, done Call of Duty, Activision promotional events before. Like, I wouldn't be surprised Perfect. if, like, you know, Andrew Wiggins is an unlockable <laughs> character in the next game. You know, like, that's how much they're involved in this stuff. And I, I say good good for it. Like, I don't want to hear about any, like, uh, who was uh, Tabo Cephalosha? Got beat up by the New York police Ooh. outside of that nightclub and got his leg broken right before the playoffs. Uh, police suck. I've already yeah. said that. Yep. Um, so, like... I don't want any Tabo situations. Like I understand NBA players, they're a little bit different. I'm not going to be one of those guys who's like Jordan was at the club the night before the playoffs <laughs> game. What yeah, was he doing no. at the casino? Stay it's like you know, I understand these guys have different sleep schedules. They can do different stuff than us. Stay I'm not going to judge and play you. Play multiplayer game all night. But go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Play <laughs> that Call of Duty, my friends. Play that Call of Duty is only going to be good for the future of the Timberwolves franchise. I'm thankful for it too. Yeah. Number five, Tom Thibodeau. This Thanksgiving is breaking bread. Thankful about many things. One of the biggest things he's thankful about is this Minneapolis Twin Cities media market that is not busting his butt all the time like Chicago did. You know, that's right. It's not New York. It's not L.A. It's not some like crazy media market. But but Chicago much bigger than Minnesota. Much bigger than Minneapolis. Min- Minneapolis is a football town. Yeah. And after that, it's a baseball town. Yeah. And after that, it might be a hockey town. All three of those sports are way more. Well, you know, hockey is the biggest sport 
in the state. I just found out at trivia tonight. It's the official sport of Minnesota. It's the state of hockey right here. There are only 11 states that have official sports. The Vikings and, and the three of them are rodeo. The Maryland's is jousting. Rodeo. The Vikings and the Twins have had like better teams over the last decade. Yep. So the Wolves fall all the way down to number four. four. Yep. Might be number five. Count the links. <laughs> and let me tell you, I went to school. Uh, thank God. I went to college for four years in the beautiful city of Chicago that I sure. love. And that is a city that is a basketball town. Like, yes. They get hyped for baseball, and they get hyped for the Bears. Because it's a good sports city. It's just a legit good sports city. city. Yep. They love their Blackhawks, yep. too. Yep. But that's a basketball town. That's there a are, Jordan town. There are people in that city that only care about the Bulls. Yes. And, like... You just feel it everywhere you go, and so like, and and so yeah. So of Tibbs course, comes Tom, here. Yeah, Tibbs is getting grilled every single day. You played Rose this many minutes. You yeah, played, you played Noah this many minutes. No, yeah, and we, it's just like he's getting his bus butt, and like really, he's the fourth like item on Section D of the Star <laughs> Tribune. You know, like he is far down on that list. This Nobody's slow, busting his butt this about slow this. Slow start for the Wolves it doesn't really re- doesn't really register that much in the local media. It's a thing, but not really. Like there's a the Vikings football and takes precedent. The Wilds yeah. beginning of the season takes precedent. It's very much this. like uh, you know Bob Collins from NPR News. Shout to Bob Collins, uh, my really little good. bloggy on Twitter. my little bloggy. Actually, doesn't use that anymore. Oh. He's got a private account now that he doesn't oh. let anyone follow. I'm not allowed to Come follow on. him. He's a curmudgeon. I love him though because he is a curmudgeon. I love that dude. He tweets. He's a big Cleveland baseball team fan, and like the Cleveland baseball teams in the World Series, and he would tweet like how the Cleveland Plains dealer, which is the Star Tribune of Cleveland, the Cleveland Plains dealer would have like. Brown's training practice on the front page, and then it'd be like, turn inside to see game recap, a World Series game two for the <laughs> Cleveland. You know, you know, it's like yeah. they would always like be like, Brown's training camp is even more important than the World Series. So Football rules. Oh, man, that's the truth, especially in this town. So Tom Thibodeau, grateful for the Twin Cities media market that will easily look him over for some dumb stuff that some offensive coordinator for the Vikings does. Absolutely. Number four, Carl Anthony Towns is thankful for front court help. Mm. This year, Gorgie Jang is, uh, you know, been guarding. We've been, we've kind of noticed he's guarding a lot of the heavy hitters as right. far as the opposition's big men go. Kind of leaving towns to take the the power forward or maybe the the less uh, lethal. Uh, Who's guarding Marcus? Oh, it's Gorgie. Oh, it's Gorgie. Yeah. Who's guarding DeAndre Jordan? Oh, yeah. it's Gorgie. Yeah, even Al Horford. You know, the cat uh, and Horford matched up a little bit, but it was Gorgie to start on him. So, yeah, Towns so, I think uh, is very thankful for his new uh, toast to Gorgie from Toast Carl to Gorgie, a little extension. Uh, Dap right there for Gorgie. Hey, you signed the big contract. You got to guard this guy. His body <laughs> takes the beating. Yeah, no. Uh, both Gorgie and also having a viable backup in Cole. If, if yes. Gorgie were to miss two weeks, I don't think we would shift Towns to the center and start like Bielitsa. I think we would start Cole. Probably. Keep, because I, it's it's like, you know, we're going to play him lots of minutes, so it's good yeah, that it's we have someone to take the beating, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. Uh, shout! I'm grateful for Gorgie. Um, I'm grateful that Tim Rolls signed at Gorgie for an extension. Gorgie. We don't have him on the list. I bet Gorgie is thankful for that extension. We're thankful for you, Gorgie. Next up, number three, Zach Levine is thankful for gravity. Oh, why is that? Opposite of what Shea Serrano, <laughs> I think that's how you say his name, Yeah. Uh, for the Rainer, who wrote a one-act play between <laughs> Zach Levine and Gravity. This week, you should check it out. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's good. I think Zach is grateful for gravity because it gets kind of scary up there sometimes. I can imagine. He jumps. And sometimes he's like, oh, no, I'm not coming back down. Wow, I'm still up here. How much higher am I going to go? Oh, thanks, Gravity, for bringing me back down to Earth. Gravity, you you always got my back when I'm scared. Thank you, man. What if I just kept going up? I can't breathe up there. I got to come back down to Earth. I got to slam it down. And thanks to you, I can do that. So when we see Zach start to come down, we're already breathless in the middle of a highlight. (laughs) Zach is just, like, thankful. He's like, oh. 
Gravity, you got me again. <laughs> I thought for sure I was going to break you this time. All right, number two, power rankings. Tom Thibodeau, going back to Tibbs, is thankful for the low attendance to start this season. The Wolves are uh, not averaging many fans uh, towards the bottom in the league-wide standings as far as uh, uh, crowd size goes. And you know what? I think this is okay for him. He's thankful because he gets to save his voice. Yeah. That's right. He's still bark. Yeah. He's still barking pretty loud out there. But, but it's so much less of a bark than what it again, could be. Again, going back to Chicago, the United Center is packed all the time. He's really got to belt it out to get through to his players on the right. court over there. Whereas here in Minneapolis, sl- sl- slow start for the team. He can he can tone it down a notch. I had this experience when I was in New York uh, <laughs> at the end of a New York Knicks season when they were terrible. They had two games left of the regular season. Of a season they were in the lottery. And I couldn't scalp a ticket to Madison Square Garden. Wow. Same with the United Center. Like, <laughs> yeah. end of a bowl season, they're not good. Such good a Good luck city. trying to get a ticket. You know, it's just like Gosh. those tickets are hard to get. Wow. And whereas, like, we got a good Timberwolves team and no one's there. Yeah. No one is there. Yeah, we're still averaging like 13,000, 14,000. Pretty far down the line. And that's the reported. You know? Right. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's so, <laughs> uh, Tips, you know, he's loud, but not as loud as he has to be. Yeah. All right, number one, the thing that Timberwolves players are most thankful for, in particular Andrew Wiggins, icy hot. Ooh, you, you need you know, to. You're going to play those mad minutes. You're real sore. Man yeah. up. You know, we got a little bit better of a schedule this year. Not too many back-to-backs. Yeah. And, uh, but still, Wiggins going to lead this league in minutes by the end of the season. Even so under, what was it, Flip? It. Under Flip, he was way up there. Like It, it was, was every coach. Every coach who has ever coached Wiggins all has of his treated coaches. him the same way. Of being like, this team can't operate without Wiggins. We need you Flip, out there. Sam, Tibbs, everyone. Everyone has <laughs> treated Wiggins the same way. Kind of like how it's like all four coaches have treated Shabazz the same way and that we're not going to use you enough. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to use you that much. Yeah, on the bench. Uh, it's okay. Shabazz. Shabazz. Uh, but yes, so icy, icy hot, hot for those Wiggins. Those are the things the Timberwolves players are thankful gonna for. Going to rub it on his knees. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for our Wolfies. That's right. Oh, Wolfies, you our say. Our Wolfies. I'm thankful for... Every Wolfie. We're the transition, Scott. Uh, I, that's why I'm a professional podcast. Because it's time for... Now presenting your weekly Wolfie. Indeed, we will present them to you right here this week on Wolf's Cast. Everybody, it's time for Weekly Wolfies, the part of the show. As we, always, we'll mail the Wolfies to the winners. You will get them in the mail. The part of the show where we give out an award for something that's cool or not so cool with the Wolves this week. I'll start us off. Scott, my Weekly Wolfie goes to ESPN's True Podcast. They have started out on this team-based podcast thing. The True Hoop Podcast is something you, you can subscribe to, again, on your podcaster podcatcher of choice overcast overcast please uh, uh maybe when you're done listening to this pod yeah listen to that yeah go check it out the the true hoop podcast i like to do it while i'm doing dishes oh everyone podcasting while dishing if you have uh, uh now that have, it's snow uh, snow season podcast while shoveling snow also good yeah if you have a pet, it's also good for, for walking. If you're walking a dog out there. I thought you were saying for leaving on when you leave. Uh, yeah, something like that. Just leave it on. When Meg's parents leave their house, they leave uh, the home shopping network on for their oh, dog. Oh, just to hear something. Yeah, and it has to be the home shopping network because otherwise commercials and stuff have doorbells that ring. <laughs> like, they're a ding dong, it's the Coover Cleaning Man. Okay, like, so the True Who podcast have been doing lots of cool stuff. They have new uh, True Who Conversations, which is um, a different kind of show, like in their feed where it's sort of more more of a long-form conversation with um, 
they have a, a conversation, Kevin Arnovitz talking with Neil O'Shea. Um, usually it's kind of like a roundtable show for the most part, but they also did a show about the Wolves on November 17th with Zach Harper, Brian Windhorst, and Kevin Arnovitz talking about the Wolves. But then they also talk about the city. They talk about the food scene. They talk about places to go out after the game, that kind of thing. Anyway, that's my my weekly Wolfly ESPN's True Hoop team specific podcast. Scott, who, shout to Zach Harper. Hire Zach. Hire Zach. Scott, hire Zach. Scott, Scott who gets your weekly Wolfie? My weekly Wolfie goes to the Timberwolves uh, design team, the Timberwolves Target Center intro design team. I know it's renovation just because team? renovation. <laughs> I know it's just because of renovations, <laughs> but they moved all their banners. The banners used to be along the baselines. Yes, and they've now moved it to the sidelines. Okay, and so it is now stretches the lawn way of the court. It used to be one of those things, the years and years and years, we made fun of our banners because we're like the Raptors. We have a division <laughs> championship banner handing in yeah, our Raptors. Yep, yep. And so that was our only one besides the Malik Seeley retired number, which is also super depressing for its own reasons. Yep. So our banners were depressing. <laughs> we have a good uh, Hall of Fame Lakers banner, which is cool. All the Hall of Fame, NBA Hall of Famers who played for the Minneapolis Lakers are recognized there. Um, but I guarantee you the Los Angeles Lakers have more banners for the Minneapolis Lakers than yeah. they do. They hate all of the banners. Anyways, <laughs> I'm jaded. I'm getting past the point. They move the, the banners to the sideline because the Lynx have too many. The Lynx are just racking up those banners. I'm bitter. <laughs> this is the first time I've talked about the Lynx actually since. Oh, my God. Forever. Forever ago. I'm just sad. I'm just sad. I haven't thought about the Lynx in a few months. It's um, okay. So, yeah, we'll have a Western Conference banner to hang. Not a new... Do we? How does it even work now with the Lynx? Yeah, we they'll have the one. West. We didn't win the West. No, you're right. They'll have a... The Sparks won. Finalist? WNBA finalist? Maybe, maybe this is what... Because we were talking about this. Are we going to hang a banner every time the Lynx win the Western Conference? They it seems like anymore. it's going to happen a lot. Yeah. Um, but maybe there's no more conferences, so... Yeah, it looks good over there. I don't know, but I, like, I like the banner shift to the sidelines. Yep. It makes it look a lot better. They had the um, high school champions. No, they got rid before. of the high school champions. Well, I'm saying they used to have the yeah, high school so champions. I think they'll. there's space for it on the opposite sideline because yeah. they only have one sideline occupied. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the future. But I like changing it up. I don't think it was sustainable. And now that we have so many banners for our accomplished Minnesota Lynx, um, we got to give them the respect that they deserve. So I'm, I'm all about handing those banners in a new direction. Wolfie to the team. Awesome. Wonderful. Okay, that brings us to the end of the show, everybody. Oh, no. Thank you for sticking with us all this yeah. time, one hour into the show. Appreciate uh, well, it. Well, it might be less than an hour. We spent like 10 minutes just talking while we figured out stuff. Hey. So if that gets cut out, this is going to be a less than an hour. It's going to be, be like about... one hour into the show, and people are going to be like, I wanted those deleted scenes. It's like <laughs> Batman vs. Superman and Super Side Squad. I want the extended edition that Warner Brothers won't let you see. It's the good shit. We You're right. We appreciate it. Good shit got cut out. Thank you for being here and listening to our show this week, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to you. We have... Make sure if you need any uh, quick Christmas gifts, you head on over to our website, wolfscast.com. You can uh, click on shop, and then uh, you know you can get yourself a Tom Thibodeau mullet pin. Here's right a there, you guys. Black a great, Friday deal great for you. Gift, yeah. Black Friday deal. Black Friday special. Use the promo code ICE. How do you spell ICE? I C E okay. ice ice okay. ice okay ice, and you'll get free shipping. Nice free Pretty shipping. Don't that, pay for shipping. That brings your grand total from eight dollars. Uh, no, me, it's from, ten dollars. Ten dollars down down to eight dollars, and uh, wow, you will then get a eight dollar little, little little stocking stuff or something like that for your family, for your loved ones. Check that out, you guys. Um, I want to give a shout out to all my trivia teams. Trivia um, Darby's Tuesday nights, six to eight p.m. Come on boys. down. Oh shit. 
They play. They're a regular team. I have two regular... Dap Boys as a team? Yeah. Oh, okay. shit. Okay. Uh, so, Parentheses? Oh, shit? No, that's what you say when you see him coming. Oh. Dap Boys is the frog that rides the unicycle, and you see him coming, and you go, oh, oh, boys. oh, shit. Memes. Yep, it's a meme. And so they play every week. Uh, Kyla, who we mentioned before, uh, when she's not at Tim Rolls games, will come. Although, she comes less in the winter because she can't bring her awesome dog, Tosi, who's the best. I love that dog. For oh sure, my God, for I sure, for dog. sure. So, uh, shouts to both of them. You can come to Trivia. You get an extra point if you draw a basketball up by your team name. That stands Ooh. for, uh, you know, podcast point. Um, today, I asked for people at Trivia, because we're recording this right after Trivia. Every <laughs> Tuesday at 6 p.m., Darby's. 6 p.m. at Darby's. Yeah. We're recording this after Trivia, so I told my Trivia teams tonight... If you write something down for me, I'll, I'll read it on the podcast. Tonight. Okay, what they write down? I've got, down, two. I've got down. two. They said I couldn't read oh, them until now. So okay. I'm reading these for the first time. The first thing says, Ruffle my bash Wookie. Raffle my bash Wookie. Raffle my bash Wookie. Nice. And then here's the other one. The other one says, Shout out to the bald spot where my thighs rub together. Lovely. So if you want us to read something on the show, all you can do is uh, go to Trivia, give Scott a napkin with some uh, ink on it. Hey, every once in a while, Neil even comes. Not as often as Caroline, but he still comes. And he'll write, and we'll read it on the show. It's cool like that, you guys. All right, everybody. I love you. I'm thankful for all of you. Hopefully you have a good week. Hopefully you eat lots of food and are thankful and don't get into too many arguments about Ricky Rubio around that Thanksgiving table. We love you all. We'll see you next time. Tibbs is gonna stay on him, so we're gonna no, see if he can get that done. Tonight, man, he looked really nice, man. He looked, he looked effective, he looked strong. Man, he's he's killing right now. That's my that's that's my, that's my OG of the night. B you know what I'm saying? The YG. Shout to Drew Wiggs, man. Right, he finally listening.